I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You are a stunning couple. As a gay person, I have to ask the question on a recording. How did you meet? And don't lie. There is like kind of a juicy story about this. It's goddamn. Welcome back to That's a Gay Ass Podcast, the podcast that asks, whose fault is it that you're gay? It's your host, Eric Williams. And this week, we have Sam Light on the podcast, a certified hottie. And also the podcast's first ever fitness girl. And listen, there's a reason why it's taken over 120 episodes. Because I hate working out so much that why would I put myself through that conversation (laughs) with a fitness girlina? But Sam literally built a fitness app for queer people and happens to be a damn delight. So I'm thrilled that he reached out. I'm thrilled that you get to listen to this conversation. Before we get into the ep, I will tell you that the tickets are going very fast for That's a Gay-Ass Live show in New York City. If you don't have yours yet, check them out in the description or on my Instagram at Eric Wills. The show is November 3rd. It's a Friday night at 6.30 p.m. at Chelsea Music Hall. It's perfect. We're going to get gay. It's going to be Bowen Yang, Jessica Vosk, Chris Murphy, Stradio Lab. And then we're going to go out, make out. And then be done by 9 p.m. Oh, God, I'm soaking wet just thinking about it. But let's get into this week's episode with Sam Light. If you want more bonus episodes, go to patreon.com slash gayasspodcast. I upload them almost every single week, and it's only $5 a month. Are you joking? $5 a month. That's patreon.com slash gayasspodcast. And if you enjoy the episode, tag me at Eric Wills or at gayasspodcast and tell the twirled. Tell the twirled you love it so much. This is Sam Light. I'm so glad we get to have a gay-ass conversation. Gay-ass conversations are my favorite. Thank you, and I agree, which is why my first question is going to be one of the gayer questions of this combo, which is about your theater faggotrininess. You have videos of yourself singing in a gym online, and of course, we're going to talk about the fitness of it all, but you are confirmed theater fag, yes? I'm totally a theater fag, 100%. I went to school for music theater. I can't say I, you know, am super happy about that decision. But it <laughs> happened. Wait, what <laughs> no are you? Regrets, what right? are you? What are you least happy about in that decision? Is it the fact that there's like no job security after, or was it the actual theater school experience? No, it's probably like the lack of autonomy for sure. Yeah. But also the idea that like we can't be actors 
having studied something else is kind uh, of insane. You know what I mean? I oh, it's why couldn't so we just insane. like study journalism or something and then like still be actors? I don't know. Right. Well, I'm also not lying. The uh, yesterday I was for some reason thinking about how like my acting school. Well, let's say five percent of the people from my class actually have what we could call a career in theater or acting. Yeah. And that statistic doesn't feel good. I mean, what other industry can, yeah. is can that you imagine <laughs> can you imagine like a med school and then five percent of the graduating class are actually doctors and the rest are like now i'm gonna do literally anything else i know our school was like oh we have a hundred percent signing rate with agents and you're like that doesn't matter <laughs> yeah so what dumb. happens after they sign what <laughs> right. was your um what was your entree into theater fagginess were you like a middle school girl that was like listening to the same cast recording over and over no, I had older sisters. I had three older sisters, and one of them was in Pippin, and the guy playing Pippin so hot. I mean, mm. <laughs> so Pippin was kind of a big awakening for me, but I didn't really do any musicals until I got to high school. Okay, well, I unfortunately have to ask the the musicals you did in high school. Wait, no, don't. don't t- I'm gonna guess you. You definitely like. I mean, I'm picturing the high school musical selections and you absolutely were people hated you because you kept getting leads, even though you were a sophomore and you played and you played you were you were in um, Footloose. Fuck me. Yeah. (gasps) Junior year. (laughs) I was a year off. Um, Were you were you what's his name? Ren or something? It was Ren. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, then you also did. um, You also did. um. You also did. You did a problematic production of West Side Story. No. No, I can proudly say I did not. What's the most problematic production you were in? Oh. I did once on this island, if it makes you feel better. (laughs) Oh, actually, I have an answer to this, and I feel like I shouldn't admit this. I mean, you should. uh, You should. It's a fucking different time, I'm hoping to say. Um, I was Richie in a chorus line. Tell the girls why that's not okay. Well, you know, Richie is a black character. And so that, that's all I have to say. <laughs> Did you have to change any lyrics? No. Well, that's good. No. I, I don't know a chorus line well enough to be like quoting the, the Richie's material. But where where who put you in Richie? As a, who made you play a black character? Or who cast was you in it, a black role? It was like an alumni production where they had alumni from my school uh-huh. come back and like play other characters in a chorus line. And I think that I was like a sophomore in high school at the time, but um, they needed to like fill some roles because like, uh, no one oh, so this was high school. And so, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. No. Oh, is that like too late or too early? <laughs> no, it's, too, no it's, it's better than anything else. It's better. I mean, it's okay, better than, okay. it's better than not high school is what I'll say. Um, yeah, right. What were the other shows you did in high school? Okay. Freshman year. I did, uh, spelling bee but i was one of the gay dads <laughs> oh my god the i love um, you song we love yeah i mean a great great song uh sophomore year i did les mis as mm. marius mm. junior year we did footloose i also got like weirdly swung in to do the proprietor and assassins uh i know my our Your high like school little... was like i kind of obsessed though they really like pushed the boundaries <laughs> also um and then senior year, I was Archie in Secret Garden and Gabe in Next to Normal. Your high school did Next to Normal? 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty wild. Of course you were, Gabe. How do they, are they, did they even have the rights or was this an illegal production? <laughs> right. Can you imagine? <laughs> it's all coming out now. Uh, no, we definitely had the rights. We had to, you know, we weren't allowed to swear, which I thought was fucking dumb. Um, fucking I remember dumb. at the time feeling so indignant about it, but yeah, no, it was a really great experience. <laughs> I mean, super boy and the invisible girl. I was obsessed with oh, Next to Normal growing up. I mean, that... how could we not be, right? Like it was exceptional exceptional alice ripley changing the vowels to any form that she wished you do know um and looking at that as like a form of artistry at the time you know what i mean being like how oh my god she's incredible for doing that she's incredible she's incredible she's yeah and uh, cut to she's probably fully unwell um know, which right, right. Ma- well i'm not gonna make a political statement on alice ripley's no, emotional state no. but um i hope she's thriving wherever she is right now <laughs> the reason why i ask you about this is because you've posted videos of you singing in the gym and you give options i mean the wizard and i it's it's and then the, the part of your world i mean if do you have a favorite alphabet yeah of course which of course, one but well i don't know are you kidding there you're was... gonna be nervous about saying which alphabet that's okay the cancel culture what? needs to end tell me you're... what this is this is a this is an in- intervention. Okay, there was a time in college when Christine Dwyer had some of the most unbelievable deep cut alphabet videos on YouTube, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they took them down. And I find it very offensive. Yeah. Okay, so Jessica Vosk is the only alphabet we can listen to now. I don't understand it. Um, that is what I was hoping you were going to say, and <laughs> it's not only because it's a plug for that's a gay ass live show which jessica vosk is doing in new york yeah. city in two weeks two and a half weeks but i i think she is the goat now she is the goat i mean absolutely i was an eden espinoza rising but shoshana bean moon but now i just think jessica vosk takes all all planets yeah yeah she's exceptional i mean i will say that one of my favorite alphabas is <laughs> julia Murney. Yeah, I happen to live next to her now, which is so cool. <laughs> like, we're always like chatting on the street of like, you know, walking our dogs together. It's really New so York sweet. City, center <laughs> yeah. of the universe. God, that's yes. so Julia Murney's neighbor. Is that the name of the episode? <laughs> I don't know. It might, absolutely... be too, <laughs> might be too deep of a cut, but God, that's so good. We love yeah. a fast vibrato. We love, you know, Julia Murney is in. I think I might have to fact correct, but Julia Murney is in an episode of Sex in the City. She is. Um, okay, so so I did confirm Julia Murney is in the episode where Samantha goes to this restaurant because she's obsessed with the hot waiter, but it's a raw restaurant where it's all bad vegan food. And I would say this is before the vegan movement, really. You know, we we have restaurants that give gorgeous cauliflower, buffalo cauliflower, etc. Uh, yeah, but they're yeah. all eating disgusting <laughs> vegan food. And then it's between Samantha Jones and Julia Murney who are waiting to last the longest for this hot waiter to fuck them. Yes, yes. Uh, that was brilliant. If there ever was a Sex and the City musical, I think Julia Marney could play Samantha. Oh, wait. Oh, my God. That would be incredible. I'll talk to her about it. Yeah, please ask. Thank you for going on that journey. And uh, s- speaking of the journey, I need to ask you the famous podcast question. Sam Light, whose fault is it that you're gay? Who do we blame, babe? Oh, my God. So many things, I think. Uh, I said I have three older sisters. Wouldn't have been gay without them. Uh, Brendan Fraser in The Mummy, maybe? Mm, great, then, great rough. You know, I had my best friend growing up was four years older than me. 
and I had such a crush on him, and he was so religious, and like it was like a like yeah. Sam, you have got a plethora of gayness in your history. I mean, three older sisters will automatically turn anyone into a gaping bottom. But then that's gay math. Yep, that's gay math. And then to have Brendan Fraser as your north star. And dare I say, your husband could play the mummy returns. George in the jungle or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Tarzan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And totally. then this, wait, so did anything ever happen with this religious friend? Never. Not even you got naked and you saw him staring at you? I cannot believe that we never got naked. I am almost sure that he had like a little uh, fling with another friend of ours who was his age boy boy but yes but i i can't prove it so <laughs> wow well can you paint us a picture of is this in wisconsin uh-huh yeah and you have three older sisters were you and this friend hanging out in the basement watching movies where where did you fall in love with him yes yes and you know it was like this weird weird thing of like his family was so religious so one of the only ways that i could hang out with him was to like go to church with him so there was like a big span of my life where I was like very consistently going to church and like every day being like what the fuck I'm gay (laughs) you know like you poor thing you went to church for cock and then the cock was slapped out of your hand uh, yes that is exactly it and like that wouldn't have happened. My parents were Methodist. It was so chill, you know. Like, <laughs> is method? I'm a Jew that knows nothing. Is Methodism? Methodism? Tr- is it chill? Oh, I don't really know. I mean, it was, and then just recently they like split on the gay thing. Like the tr- the entire denomination split, and you're like, okay, this is like fucking dumb. So there's like a pro Methodist and an anti Methodist in terms of gay. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. So then, does your family fall in the Wisconsinisms of? Were you afraid to come out, or what was the vibe? No, no. I was like really lucky in that way. I feel like the worst that I had it was more like the people I did sports with were mm. assholes, you know. But like. Other than that, my family was like so excited for me to come out. You know, I don't know if this is the right thing for her to say, but I have a sister who lives in Hawaii. And when I told her, um, I like told my other two sisters because they were there. And then I FaceTimed my other sister and she's like, does this mean that you love Heath Ledger? And I was like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you know, like, um, I think that is so a good cute. question. I think that is a yeah. very, and you know what? Talk about gay math. She was just carrying the one and seeing if the sum box equaled you liking Heath Ledger. And your answer was yes. Well, right. Yeah, of course. I mean, it made sense to her. As soon as I said yes, I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, anyone, how could you not be attracted to Heath Ledger? Of course. And it's better than the questions I was asked, which uh, I don't want to put my brothers on blast, but they, like, the... There was a learning curve, and my one of my brothers <laughs> said, so wait a minute, is the way that you like guys, is that the way that I like girls? And I was like... You're in college. You should know. Like the the Google it, babe. What do you think it means? What do you oh think? I would love to know what his what answers were in his brain. So either <laughs> either he loves people like I like people. They just happen to be men. Be men or or what? Or what? <laughs> Literally. Or what is what is the reason? As Cardi B once said. Um. So were you in? Da- were your sisters in dance class? No, and I never took dance. 
Oh, I don't know why you you screamed to me as someone who like would have like flourished in a beginner ballet. Yeah, I tried to take ballet freshman year after college because I'm like, I've got a lot of work to do. Um, And I tried to do it in Wisconsin and none of the dance studios allowed men to be in class. Did not allow. Did not allow. They don't take male students. And you're like, oh, that is fascinating. And it's a message that it's being sent to... (laughs) literally everyone about yeah what boys are allowed and not allowed to do that's fucked up well and like what dance studio is like no it's not just that like we don't have any men here it's that we actively do not allow them <laughs> You're like what the fuck talk about yeah. a midwestern sense of masculinity because i'm also a midwestern girlina and mm-hmm. i think that there's like that's a very obvious one, but don't you think there are a lot of different messages that were covertly sent to us about like what boys do? Oh yeah. Yeah. And I don't even know like if it it's probably even goes along with like PE class with separating boys and girls and like what the boys were going to do versus the girls and like all I I know you're obviously a very athletic person now, but did you feel with the assholes in the sports you played like did you being gay ever make you feel less able or isolated? Or did you allow your like goodness at the sports do your overcoming the asshole straight men? I think that being good at sports allowed me to do them for freshman and sophomore year. And then it kind of got to be a little too much in that I felt like if I didn't perform how I was supposed to perform, I wouldn't be accepted by these people it was like a very weird thing of like you know when i wasn't a a star track athlete people were like calling me gay and being like we don't want you to be around us and then when you're doing really well for the team then like oh yeah then it's okay you know like we can like forgive you for that so then you tie your like abilities to your value which is right fooped oop so that was really i think i got really stressed out and scared by that after sophomore year and that's when I kind of like transitioned fully into theater. <laughs> Which makes sense because like, I mean, I, I, the only similarity I had is that I also quit sports to do theater. The difference is that I was never good at sports. I didn't really sure, have sure. that option. I just like really, I was tall enough where people thought I should play basketball, but then they'd throw me the ball and then I would have no one around me and still unable to make it into the hoop. You know, I have like yeah, a yeah. harrowing memory of, running down the court i'm by myself and literally the team is trying to catch up to me and i just take four tries to get the ball in the hoop and it misses every time and the audience quote audience the the crowd oh ooh, ooh, oh <laughs> every I mean, time we it all have hit. these memories right because like i feel like that happened to all of us of like oh it's so sad it's ooh, so <laughs> yeah ah. And then I'm sure some fucking asshole dad was like, faggot. But like, yeah, I, right. <laughs> but like, you know what? He wasn't wrong. Whoever that dad probably said that. And like, at least we found our way. But the real question is, as now Sam Light, the adult, do you think that you have been able to evolve past the tying your value to your ability? Or has that stuck with you? Huh. It's absolutely stuck with me. You know, I think that I find it so unfortunate that so many queer people have had those negative experiences in high school Mm -hmm. around not just like sports in particular but also fitness because i think that it does give us years and years and years of thinking that 
fitness is not for us. And it kind of sucks in that all of us need to move. All of us need to exercise in some way. And it doesn't have to be going to the gym or taking a berries class or something like that. But we all have to move in some way in order to stay healthy and to live a long and lovely life. And the fact that so many people avoid that because of their past childhood trauma, it just, it sucks. I'm it does. I'm trying to actively work against it. Which I, I really, really genuinely mean this. I love that so much because you're hitting on something that is really resonating with me, which is I absolutely have a not great relationship to exercise because of all of those feelings. When I was in high school, we had like a gym workout facility that all the guys would after school go and work out and I never felt comfortable to do it. But I remember I had a girlfriend my junior year and one of her asshole like friends, a girlfriend or a girlfriend, a fucking girlfriend, Sam, like a <laughs> fucking girlfriend. It was my only time trying it. And I really did it because I like wanted to see if it was an option for me. Of course. And it wasn't. But her <laughs> asshole friend, David. He's like, Eric, let's get you in the gym. Come on, we gotta we gotta pump you up. And so he like, I remember I have a visceral memory of him walking me through the gym. I felt so terrible by myself. And I remember the next day feeling so sore. I was like laying in the bath, unable to move, and so much pain. And then and then I remember I started this might have been a few weeks later, but I was like not feeling well. And I was like, I need to go to the gym because that's the only way I'll be accepted by these people. And my girlfriend was like, you're sick. Don't go. And I was like, no, I got, I have, it's like, I was like forcing myself to go off to war. I was like, I have to go and support our troops, which by that, I mean, (laughs) do do the fucking bench press. Oh, I, it Uh was awful. But like ever since then, I've always said, I only go to the gym if I feel really depressed. And it's like the only thing that I can like, do to make me feel i don't know useful or whatever it is but i yeah i don't have a great relationship to exercise i think it doesn't help that so many gay men combat these negative experiences with going to the gym purely to like get this like very stereotypical like gay hunk aesthetic yeah you know like it's like the the pendulum swings completely the other way in terms of this was so traumatizing and I'm going to retake it and now make it something really toxic. And you're like, yeah, this is not what I'm looking for either. It's not. And I think that I have now like hot people are hot and I know that. And I love hot people. I really do. It's like, God, we love a hot person. But I do think sometimes when I see someone that like you can tell that they are hot because they're covering up their trauma and they're Mm. only working out so much because they don't want to sit with their thoughts. I can sometimes feel that and I become unattracted. So as you're like the first person to know, there's a very healthy balance of treating your body with care. My 94 year old grandfather has said to me as he's gotten into his nineties, he's like, I wish I took better. He kept, he keeps saying, if I knew I would live this long, I would have taken better care of myself. And like that haunts me because I, you know, I walk my dog a few times a day. And that to me is like, okay, at least I'm moving. I, you know, when I moved to LA, I was like, I went from like walking in New York a million miles a day to like nothing. And that caught up with me. So like that has been helpful. But I want to say I've gotten a chance to look at your, the app pride fit, which it, it launched like what, like this month. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Mazel Tov and Snaps to you on launching a 
gorgeous app. That's like a huge thing. And I hope you I hope you feel so good about it. Do you, are you feeling really good? I'm feeling really, really good. I of course you launch something and you're like, okay, what's next? And you're yeah. like, oh God, can you just chill out? Can you just enjoy this? Because yeah. it's been really, really lovely to see. It's so exciting. And you like, I wanna a little later in the app, I wanna get into the specifics of what, what I like about the app, but I wanna say that it's not only amazing that you've built it, but you've built it at a time where like you got married this summer, you have had not nothing going on. And your husband, Jared, you are a stunning couple. As a gay person, I have to ask the question on a recording. How did you meet? And don't lie. I'm not lying. We met on Instagram. (gasps) Hot. There is like kind of a juicy story about this. It's God damn. Um, Jared was living in Boston. I was living in New York. Okay. And I was personal training. And one of my clients was like, he's a very rich gay man. And he also has a hobby of being a pilot. So oh, I've, I, I know the type. I know the type. You know, <laughs> I've seen them. I've seen like the rich yeah, yeah, guys. Yeah, like, yeah. I guess I'll fly a plane. <laughs> so hobby of do- being a pilot. So he asked if I could go to P-Town with him to train his like house of gay pilot friends for the <laughs> gay pilots convention. Naturally. <laughs> and I was like, you know, yeah, get, I mean, it's very good money. Let's do it. You know, like, Are that, you is, kidding? That, was, that was my thought process. I'd never yes. been to P-Town. Although, you know, like, then I get there and I'm like, I'm not like going out with these people because like, right. I feel like I have to like, I'm 23, but I should have like, some kind of professionalism here you were wait how old are you now i'm 28 okay okay. 29 i'm 20 oh no i turned 29 in a month sam how old are you (laughs) You 29 in a month okay we're doing the math um you were 23 at this point you go to p-town with the hot rich pilots you're being professional you're training them in their beautiful house i assume they trained one time i trained one client one time Oh it wow! Was, it was so dumb. Because like, can you be honest with me? There. Were you were you flown to partly be a hot twenty three year old around these guys? Yes, a hundred percent. Which is good, you know. But it did mean that I felt very uncomfortable about it, and I had to kind of be like, I have to put up a lot of boundaries here. Because... And by the way, that I don't want to invalidate that because I think especially when you're twenty three, you feel very vulnerable, especially with, and the, the, I had a when I was probably twenty one, I had a um rich daddy who i hung out with and he started to treat me in a way that i got really uncomfortable of just like he wanted to take me to things that felt like i don't know i felt like i was being what's the word like not fetishized but like oh it totally is trophy something. trophy whatever it is yeah and i tro- and i and i was i was like i have more that. dignity than that cut to like five years later when i was fucking broke and i was like god i should have like let him shower me i can be buff I, up this truly. trophy bitch but like at that time mm-hmm. you don't you don't have the i don't know you don't feel like you have enough autonomy to choose that journey so anyways i've interrupted you are flown to p-town go on we drove we were supposed to fly the pilots didn't want to fly ridiculous anyway so uh we're in this like giant house and no one wanted to train and they all went out one night and i was just like in my room because i'm like i'm not going out and i saw this gorgeous picture of jared from a production that he did of frankenstein Mm -hmm. and i mean it was unbelievable so like i messaged him i dm'd him and we chatted all night what was the dm 
you know, I wish I knew. I mean, it, it's it's something that led to us flirting for sure. But like, it was mo- it was probably pretty like subtle to start yeah yeah yeah. But allegedly as jared tells the story he had already been following me on my fitness account and my primary account mm-hmm. um, so he's like you were on my radar i just like hadn't like reached out to you yet like, okay <laughs> so he probably got um, that message from you and was like mm, mm, mm. so it was really lovely and then we had kind of like a little bit of a a break because i went on tour and Jared moved to New York. Like right when I went on tour, Jared moved from Boston to New York. So And had you hung out in person at this point? We had gone on like three dates when Jared would drive into the city for auditions, but nothing yeah, nothing Did Sparks fly? Sparks flew. It's a classic example of like wrong timing because both of us had just gotten out of relationships. And Jared was definitely not ready to be in a relationship. I was like <laughs> and um pretending you weren't ready but you really yeah, wanted I'm, it so I'm me bad either, me either, me either. <laughs> and then when lightning thief actually weirdly enough went to the beacon on the upper west side for a week during mm-hmm. our tour which doesn't usually happen but when that happened jared came to the show and we hung out like four days in a row and that was kind of like the rest was history yeah Oh, Mazel Tov. And the wedding looked yeah. so gorgeous. And really correct me if I'm wrong, it was it was like by a lake in Wisconsin. Yeah, I was on Lake Michigan. Yeah. Oh my God. And and I always have to ask this when I see an outdoor ceremony. You rolled the dice. Were you nervous about the weather? No. Because you know, Wisconsin, lots of barns. Lots of barns. And so it just like moved inside into this like gorgeous barn and we're like that maybe is better. <laughs> to say, Wait, did it actually? Know? Did it rain? No, it didn't rain. Oh, okay, um, okay, but okay. like, if it would have, we would have just gone inside, and it was I gorgeous. See, I too, see. So I was like, I mean, eh. a barn, a gay barn wedding, would have. It's like all. It's all. It's. And we'll talk about a hoedown. Did you? Um. <laughs> did you? I'm sorry. I have to ask this, but did you sleep together the, after the first date? We hooked up after the first date. Yes. Does that answer your question? <laughs> it does. It does. It does. I think the new title of the episode is called Mouth Stuff. Absolutely. I mean, like, <laughs> who's got the time? <laughs> imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. 
Salads, generally for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, of course. I love that so much. And then now that you are, you've been together for how long with Jared? Five years. Oh, wow. So it's like you've, you waited a few years to get married. You're now living the wedded bliss. Um, was there any time that you thought you were going to break up? Honestly, no. Weirdly enough, we've, whether it's just like fate working out, but when my tour got over, I didn't have a place to stay for a month. My place is still subletted. So we're like, I guess I'll just live with you for the month, even though it's still mm-hmm. very new in the relationship. That worked out great. Then after the month, I went back into my studio and like that was great for four months. And then the pandemic happened and we actually got COVID like the first week of March, like right away. And I was really sick or I I could like tell that I was getting really sick. And that night I was like, I feel off. Like I just like, I know some things. And Jared is like, no, you're being, you're being crazy. Just kiss me. So I did, and then he got really sick. <laughs> um, and then the next morning, I was like, so, so sick. And then we were in my apartment, my studio, for like, you know, three months because we were like, we have it. Are we able to leave yet? <laughs> and you didn't want to kill each other? And we didn't want to kill each other. It was kind of wild. And then we went to Wisconsin. His family has a place up there for like six months during the pandemic. And then we got our apartment here. So... Damn, good for you. I mean, it's it is a testament to a relationship that if you can be in a studio apartment and not kill each other, yeah, something's yeah. working. So then, wh- when it comes to you being this business owner, this fitness queen, you're, if I may say, beautifully hot and so nice. Were you? Did you? Why are you not mean? Did you have mm. dandruff as a kid? Were you? really nerdy how did you not turn into a douchebag no i will say it's absolutely my family Mm. we're all very close my older sisters are just like so pure i don't know i've pitched them in like the past couple of weeks like what are your thoughts of like us going upstate buying a farm and all of us just having like our own houses on it because we really we really love each other so much and we just like every time that we are able to get together like we were for my wedding this past summer we are just kind of the best versions of ourselves. Mm. So I think that's probably what I can chalk it up to. I mean, my mom and dad too. I think that like I get my work ethic from my dad who's been a child neuropsychologist for the past 40 years and he's finally retiring uh, this December. And then my mom is the absolute sweetest, most brilliant woman. So like I think that they've just like really led by example and they've never like pressured or pushed anything on any of us. And yeah. It allowed us us to be really down to earth and empathetic people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's also it's so sweet. You posted this video of your dad with your dog, which is your dog named Meryl. Yeah. God, that's so gorgeous Meryl. and gay. Meryl. Wait. Is she coming? <gasps> okay. Enter in the most beautiful. Talk about your whole family. It sounds like a bunch of golden retrievers, but yet you now own. Oh my God, Meryl is sitting on. <laughs> your lap 
reclining back. How many pounds? I know you shouldn't ask a lady, but how big is Meryl? How many? How, how, how much does she weigh? How dare you? I know. Um, I'm canceled. She's only 40 pounds. She got really sick when she was a puppy, and we think it stunted her growth. <laughs> but it Meryl. works out for New York. It's like she knew. Yeah, you Meryl, I love you so fucking much. I grew up with a golden retriever myself, and this is, it's taking everything for me not to just derail this entire episode and talk about Meryl, who is an, you can tell her energy is angelic. Absolutely. I mean, she's so docile and like, so just like, she lets you do whatever you want. Just like, kind of like. Is she named after famed character actress Meryl Streep? A hundred percent. Although, I don't know if you can call Meryl Streep a character actress. What would you call her? the leading lady of our generation i mean not our generation but can you hear her snorting oh i heard it oh meryl we're gonna take a five minute uh we're gonna do the rest of the episode it's just you breathing into the microphone (laughs) (laughs) asmr Meryl is an icon, a legend, and the moment um well the video you posted was your dad uh watching meryl (laughs) god it's such a good name and you and your dad goes do you miss your mommy and daddy? Uh, daddy and daddy? Uh, say hi to Pop Pop and Pop Pop. It's so good. I think that's a great example of your parents' like goodness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, 100%. I, my brother-in-law was like, you should have like told him that was mean. And I was like, it's not mean. I think it's like so sweet. I think it's like truly just like... Oh, your brother-in-law he... was like trying to stand up for you? No, my brother-in-law was trying to stand up for my dad being like i'm bullying my dad for having like put that on the internet (laughs) and i'm like first of all no 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 we're just it's so endearing it's so endearing yeah yeah. i think especially because it the reason why i flagged it is because i think when you're a gay person with a majority straight family you can usually tell when the intention is to just for them to do the right thing, right? And all your dad was doing was sending a loving video where he did say mommy and daddy and he fixed it. And then your your caption was like, you know, straight dad doing the best he can. Like it, that to me is like, that is a great example. Of course, the bad example is like when someone is knowingly getting something wrong or just asking like an ignorant question. But no, that's like, do you miss your mommy and daddy? Yeah. Take two. Daddy and daddy. It's so good. <laughs> well, and then you add in like the boomer generation of like, we could have just re-recorded this. <laughs> you know, like, but no, no, no. It's fine. It's actually better this way. <laughs> yeah. We, who needs a take two when, when we no. can get the OG take? Um, it's, I, I love, it's, your family sounds so sweet. And like, I guess it's a tough question because we only want to say good things about our family. But like, was there any part of you that, I guess it's a difference of me having three brothers and you having three sisters. Were your sisters always pretty encouraging of your fagginess? Oh, 100%. I think I don't lie when I say that they made me gay. I mean, yeah. they definitely dressed me up in dresses and like we're we're so for it and like so for me putting on Britney Spears concerts and mm. you know like doing the the shirt thing and you know they were never like ever mean about that they're mean about other things you know as sisters are sometimes you know but like but no it they always felt really safe and my my parents were too i love that and i think that they're like an an example to all midwestern families and beyond and i hope in my next life i'm reincarnated as someone with three sisters because sounds like a fucking ball It, it is a ball it's the best although you know brothers can be good too 
Maybe? Yeah, sometimes. I don't... Uh, no, they can't. They can't. And 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 I I got lucky too that my brothers are like like fully on board with Matt and my like and everything. I think it's just like when you grow up, you know, when kids start to say that's so gay, it's usually not the girls that are saying it. It's usually no. it's usually the boys, and that is and that is what they said. So let's then get into this stunning pride fit app i think what i love so much about it is that we like you created something that is built for the queer community in a way that's like about meeting you where they are and when i started to look at the app i love it like first ask your pronouns it asks you how often you exercise it asks like realistically how much time you can spare and then it literally gave me a personalized workout and i'm not joking like it felt so exciting to me to be able to choose from those options versus being forced. I saw there's like a Lizzo ab exercise moment. It's like, this is what we need. How long did it take you to go from I am Sam person who has my own personal training sitch to I am growing a business? And what made you like what gave you the mindset to feel like you were worthy of launching an app as crazy as that sounds? Yeah, I've been doing personal training for about six years and pride fit developed three years ago almost to the day we started working on the app two years ago and that really came out of necessity of talking to our members and saying how can we best serve you how can we mm -hmm. best make it so that fitness is something that you enjoy and something that you can sustain you know something that you're gonna stop necessarily thinking about a finish line for your fitness and more think about like what is something that i could do quote unquote for the rest of my life you know right and one way of doing that was just to make sure that there was as much educational resources as possible make sure that there was a variety of workouts for different skill levels and different goals and then most importantly make sure that there was a community that was going to lift you up and kind of be in a similar boat as you. Mm -hmm. Because it's one thing to kind of ask questions and use the community, but it's another thing to participate and to help others in the community. Uh, I find that the people who are most successful in PrideFit are the people who help others. Yeah, And so creating some kind of ecosystem where that could exist I knew was probably going to be in an app. It wasn't going to be a Facebook group. It wasn't going to be like we, we did like a Slack channel for a while. I, I was pretty sure that I wanted it all to be in one roof. And so that turned to me looking to launch an app, which is kind of an insane thing because coding and all that, that's not my forte. You know, us theater gals, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask like how you got the the actual wherewithal. Like did you, because you, you seem to put out great content before that was like well edited. Are you a, like a, a good edit girly, but then you just hired someone to build the app or no, you're not a no. good edit girly? No, I've outsourced all of it. Genius. That's what we call delegation. Yeah, I mean, I, I just like, it's not a skill set that I had or that I was like really interested in learning. You know, I, I love photography, but and editing in that regard, I was like, yeah, I want to do that because I, I'm interested in it. But for videography, I was like, no, I, 
No. Did no. you use the, this is just me, like from simply a business dumb finance moment. Did you like use the money you earn from personal training to then like hire a video editor? Like to me, it's, it's been a lesson like where and how to invest in yourself. And I think many people can relate to this. It's like at some point you need to make that decision. And for someone who I can sometimes come from a scarcity mindset, I think it, it can, it can feel scary to, to take that plunge. Oh my God. A hundred percent. So I tried to create as many channels as possible that would allow me to reinvest. So mm-hmm. if that was like using YouTube ads or whatever and hoping mm-hmm. that the YouTube ads that I made money from allowed for me to continue paying for the editing of my next videos, um, that was exactly what my goal was. And that takes a really fucking long time to get yeah. figured out. But then when it does, it's very much kind of a, a well-oiled machine, you know? But yeah, I didn't I didn't have any of those skills and I knew that I would have to hire someone. Fiverr, I don't know if you use Fiverr, but like I've had like really uh, 50% of the time I get amazing luck on Fiverr and 50% of the time it's bad. But you know that 50% of the time that it works, it's really incredible. Is that and that's referring to editing or just all of the things you go to Fiverr for? I mean, it's like graphic design, it's editing, it's making ads, like any of those things that I don't have the expertise to do. That's great. And then you went to obviously a bunch of a coder and was like, I here's what I envision for the app. And then did it, you don't obviously don't tell me how much, but did it cost like a ton of money? Yeah. I mean, it's so much money, but also I talked to like 30 different app companies and they were all horrendous. Really? <laughs> you know, there's a lot of like plug and chug for fitness apps right mm-hmm. now. Um, and I just knew that that's not what I was looking for. I was looking for something where we could really control the UI and control the different aspects that we were going to pull in like our habit tracker Mm -hmm. um, and our community section and our recipes and everything like that so I had had so many meetings and then I looked in the app store at what the most successful fitness apps are and one of them was incredible and I was like how do I find who did this yeah Um, and I reached out to them and they said we only work with women not like for any reason except for that like that's our niche mission yeah 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 and that's what has worked for us in the past. And I was like, well, I mean, this is a gay community. It's like the same thing. <laughs> like, like, yeah, we're, we're, we're one of the girls. we're going to take any of your audience. I mean, come on. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. And then the rest is kind of history. It took two years. To so they said yes when you, ga- when you gave him the, the queer speech. I had to pitch it for sure. Yeah. But then, yeah, then they said yes. That's so, I mean, it really is inspiring. And I... I'm really excited to see this platform built for queer people. And I am going to ask you a question that for someone like me, and I'm sure there's people listening, that fitness is a place of negativity in our past. What would you say to those people who are trying to start a healthy practice that doesn't feel overwhelming? Where do you say you should start or how should you start? I think the first thing that I would say is that some is always better than none Mm. in that what you were saying about you taking your dog on walks multiple times throughout the day that is great and i don't think that we should shame ourselves for the lack of workout that we are thinking that we have right oh i didn't get to the gym though you know like that wasn't enough um because shame is always going to be the demotivator it's not the motivator ever thank you Brene brown thank you but I think that that gets in the way of so many people that if you don't have a perfect routine of five days a week, that 
you're never going to achieve your goals or it's not going to be good for you or, you know, it's not worth it. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Some is always better than none. Hmm. And then the other thing that is hard to come to terms with when you're first starting out is that we're sold the ideal exercise a lot. You know, what's going to burn the most calories and this is just such a toxic way of looking at fitness. Yeah. I think it is so much more important for you to find movement that you enjoy versus movement that is going to be the most effective. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that after you started your movement routine with pickleball, because that's something that you really enjoyed, you didn't eventually start weight training two days a week, you know, but If your first experience with exercise is something that you fucking hate, you're not going to stick with it. And that is the bottom line. So we have to kind of look at what we enjoy, look at the environment in which we do it in, and really try and be realistic with ourselves of what is sustainable. Because sustainability is the only factor that is going to determine if we're successful in fitness that's always been my achilles heel is the sustainability and we we got this workout bike right when we moved to la and i was really enjoying it for a while but there was just partly because i what i like about your app too is that you can choose really short classes or really short workouts and that to me is like delicious because if i see anything above i mean if i'm being brutally honest if i see anything above like 13 minutes i'm like um that sounds like a lot but then i'll do an 11 minute moment and then Mm -hmm. i'll feel good from that i might do another 11 minute moment and i think that this app also it gives you just all those choices to pull from that feels so much more manageable and that's my dream for myself is just to be able to feel able to have that sustainability because i know that and you've written this too, that like, of course, a perk is that you can feel good and look good naked. But like, it really does feel like mental health wise, so much better when you're just in control of taking care of yourself. And I something that like, is really real. Is that I am a sweet tooth, fucking bitch. God, do (laughs) I love a dessert. And I'm getting to the point where I'm shaming myself when I don't feel like I'm keeping it in check enough. Yeah. And I think that if I have more of a sustainable exercise relationship, it'll create more balance in my brain because I don't like eating something that I enjoy and it feels so good and then have immediately shameful thoughts come into my brain. Like that is not cute. That's not the look. Yeah. We find all the time that when people develop a healthier mindset with exercise, they are kinder and develop a healthier mindset with nutrition as well. You know, it, yeah. it does translate both ways. And so I I am totally with you. The shame thing is just fascinating because it feels like it probably came from our parents' generation. It was like yeah. huge, you know, and we're finally realizing like, oh, in fact, when we shame ourselves for getting McDonald's, it does actually encourage us to get McDonald's again. It doesn't like say like, oh, we shouldn't do that ever again because I really made myself feel bad enough. That's not how it works. You know, our self-esteem gets worse and worse and worse and we get into like more of the fuck it mentality and then we do it again and again and again. Yeah, what's that about? It's Yeah, that we think the shame is like doing something to help or protect us, but it's doing the opposite. Yeah, I think that there are so many people who would say like, no, no, no. I'm pretty sure that like a little bit of shame is like, okay, like a healthy dose of it. And you're like, 
no, I guarantee that if you practice more self-compassion, yeah. you will have better outcomes. That's just what the research shows. And anecdotally, that's how it works. <laughs> and that applies to like literally everything. I think that one of my goals in this season of my life is to really like lessen the shame when it comes to so many things. And I, I think that... I haven't had many fitnessy people on this podcast, probably because of my own shame around it. And so this is kind Absolutely. of like a, a big thing for me, too, that I'm you know grateful to you to have such like a I think sometimes people like me who don't have a positive relationship to working out will see someone like you that'll be like, OK, they're healthy. They do fitness. They are annoying. They've got they're All really right. annoying no they're yeah. like they're like they've got these like beautiful perky tits which by the way huge fan and um i think we can sometimes like place our feelings towards ourselves onto you and then when you actually and i'm not saying there aren't douchebaggy hot people but i'm saying when there's people like you have actually have a mission of releasing shame and and giving people tools that are helpful it can actually change the narrative to us about how to approach taking care of ourselves which i think is like that's the vibe is to yeah. like take away the shame and then take care of yourself in a way that then like if you want to if you feel empowered then to be a fucking slut do it like i i i want to that's something i'm going to manifest right now i'm going to manifest a sustainable workout relish and then i'm gonna even more so slut myself out to the world in ways that feel beautiful to me and I, I hope it. I hope you like that journey for me, and that I and love that, that journey for you. Okay, Absolutely. Okay. Um, so then, speaking of slutting it out, uh, you were on Fire Island and uh, posted a video of your sunburnt ass. Did you recover? <laughs> I recovered. I mean, <laughs> no lasting damage that I ha have noticed. <laughs> okay. Did um, I, I, as someone who has lim limited Fire Island experience, mm. um, does it bring out the slut in you, or is it more you're just like I'm gonna have a lobster claw? What's the sandwich? Lobster roll? Lobster roll? I have a bit of a tricky relationship with Fire Island. Yeah, I don't. I don't. You know. <laughs> I love a tricky relationship because that's the uh, honest, that's where the honesty lies. <laughs> the tricky part for me is not Fire Island it's, itself. I think mm -hmm. it's probably more of like party culture that yeah. I have a hard time with of kind of the drinking and the drugs that is never enough, you know, yes. it's always like pushing it to the next level. And I have a really hard time finding my own lane there and being proud of myself for like doing what I want to yeah. do and you know and a lot of that comes from like being judgy about the people around me and what they're doing and I talked to my therapist about this and I thought <laughs> I had to have a good conversation and I said to him all I want is to not be judged for wanting to like do my own thing and like yeah. participate when I want to participate but then like not when I don't and he's like, yeah, that's fine. And I think that most people there would be okay with that as long as you're not judging them for what they want to do. And I was like, fuck you. This is why you have therapy, <laughs> you mm. know, like, because I, I, it definitely took me a really long time to come to terms with that. And I'm still coming to terms with that. I'm, I'm not perfect with it at all. But yeah, it was very helpful to look at it from that light. 
It's tough, though. I mean, I, I lived in New York for so long. I went to college there, and I was not around as many drugs as, like, the average person would think. But I went to a party this weekend and was offered Coke multiple times. And it was just a shock because I haven't been around that very much. Yeah. And um, I don't think I was judgy, but it does immediately put you into, like back into dare classes and you know fucking middle school it takes you back to like how do i feel about myself how do i feel about them doing it it really is like and and i very honestly will say i don't always like when people project onto gay people that they're going to assume that you're then a circuit gay that only you know does k and g all the time because like that to me has actually not been my experience i know it is a big part of the culture but you know, I think it is interesting when you do bump against bump up against that world and what it brings out in you is an interesting thing. Yeah. I also try and reconcile the idea that I work in health and there are things that I tell our members that like, oh, I, I you can go to McDonald's, like do it, whatever, yeah. you know, yeah. but like, but I don't suggest it i don't like think that that's like a great thing for you to be doing all the time you know especially when we have so many foods that are going to make you feel better and allow you to like reach some great goals that you have that you've been working toward and so i trying to not be judgy about the drugs thing and knowing that like just like from a health standpoint they're not good for you (laughs) you know what i mean like is like a little bit tricky for me because i'm like of course yeah yeah it's literally your mission is to make people feel good and when you see something that might have a lot of different outcomes that would bring up something in you that makes so much sense um well listen i it's rare that i like get this long into a recording and just like keep wanting to talk but sam you're so you're such a great energy to talk to and i haven't asked you the second famous podcast question sam light if the world was ending you could only save one character actress. Who would you save? Well, not Meryl Streep because she's not a character actress. Drag me. <laughs> um, oh, God. See, this is too hard. You're asking me questions that are out of the entire world of actors. And like, it, there are so many amazing actors. I think Dame Maggie Smith. Mm, Dame yeah. Maggie Smith is a stunning answer. <laughs> um, if you were to say to someone that was like, but Maggie Smith is just as much of a character actress as Meryl Streep, what would you say to them, Sam? She was a leading lady until like, what, the 60s? I don't know. But now she's a character actor. I mean, like, look at Downton Abbey. She is a character, you know? <laughs> character actressing the house down boots, as they yes. say. Yes, um, exactly. I mean, Maggie Smith is a great answer, and I... I mean, those eyes, you're like... Ugh, the eyes, and she is in my favorite uh, Whoopi Goldberg movie of all time, Sister Act 2. Sister Act, of course. Uh, Unbelievable. How did I forget that she was in that movie? Hello? are you sure? Or is it the woman who looks like... Maggie Smith. Sam, if you're going to come on That's a Gay-Ass Podcast and try to question me on my knowledge of Sister Act 2... I have to hold you accountable. Well, (laughs) you're barking up the wrong gay tree because I can tell you with 100% certainty that it is Maggie Smith. And I'm also going to tell you a quote from Sister Act 2 that Maggie Smith says, as Mother Superior, she goes, you are the perfect example of how a sow's ear can be turned into a silk purse. I have no idea what it means. 
I mean, I kind of do, but like, I remember being a kid and being like, and my friends would quote it. My friend and I that were both obsessed with it. And I would always be like, it's such a great line. I still don't know what it means, but God, Maggie Smith, you are the perfect example of how a sour's air can be turned into a silk. Uh, The way she chokes on her breath on purse um sam what a gorgeous answer what a gorgeous guest of that's a gay ass podcast where can we follow you where can we get the pride fit app tell it to us straight yeah go to pridefit.com you can get everything there it's great all in one place uh and then you can follow me on instagram at lightning i know it's a little confusing l-e-i-c-h-t-n-i-n-g but just like the lightning bolt <laughs> just like the lightning bolt except spelled l-e-i-c-h-t yes sam yes. thank you for coming on that's a gay ass podcast and uh i hopefully one day we'll get to fly you out with my rich gay pilot friends but you're not gonna feel t- uh trophied and we're gonna actually work out and then have a beautiful meal Oh, it's going to be great. You're the best, Eric. I adore you for listening to That's a Gay-Ass Podcast. And take it from me, if you don't follow Sam on Instagram, oh boy, the pecs be pecking. The pecs be pecking. If you want more of that gay assery, go to patreon.com slash gayasspodcast. It's $5 a month, and I'm telling you, the bonus apps are good. And my next bonus episode will be ranking my top five dads the dads that got me into dads and the reason why i'm still going for daddy d to d enjoy the rest of your week i love you and i'll see you next week for the next one you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volure xc For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.